0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, welcome aboard. It was a uh, busy weekend starting with uh, Friday, a full Saturday of uh, of games, even some games on uh, on a Sunday. And then we're hoping to have a busy week. We might actually get busy at the end of the week.
2: Yeah, uh, early in the week's not supposed to be very great. I mean, I'm sure by the time some of you are listening to this, games have either been canceled or they're going to push through. Uh, but Monday and Tuesday are supposed to be kind of poopy, and the rest of the week should be at least decent. And given it's April in Michigan, I'll take two bad days, considering it's supposed to get back up to 75 by Thursday. Yeah,
1: that was a technical term that he used yes, there earlier. Poopy. Yes.
2: That's that's what they teach you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that is what I have learned in my three years doing this job all so, right um but yeah we had we had some interesting results still had some good performances and we have a couple of big well, one big series in particular this week yeah
1: so uh, we'll we'll get it all going in uh, just a a quick uh, second here uh it's the tri-county equipment get stuck on
0: sports podcast
2: Marysville
1: come on ref that's simple human sense for all your real estate and insurance needs
0: please go to our website at sheridanagency.com if you're not listening to get Stuck on sports.com that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports
1: And you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, uh, going back to uh, Friday and starting with uh, softball. uh, Port Huron High took a couple from Yale in a uh, doubleheader. And... uh you know the, the big reds did some uh, some hitting here seven to four in game one Izzy Trombley with two doubles two RBIs uh, and uh, Emma Higgins had a, a couple of hits in that one Yale got uh, two hits from uh, Brooklyn uh, Shutko and uh, two hits from uh, Carly Woolman we knew Izzy Trombley would make uh, a little bit of a difference for the big reds uh, a. With the pitching, but be that bat. They missed that bat last year.
2: Yes, they did. And it's nice to see Port Huron, you know, be competitive with, with these teams. I know Yale's not the best. They've gotten off to a bit of a rough start, but Port Huron hasn't swept a lot of doubleheaders. And I thought it's really cool that they do this under the lights. Yes. I think that Memorial Stadium is the best softball field in our area, and frankly, it should be hosting the district every year. Have a district under the lights, I think, would be pretty cool. That would be fun, yeah. That would be a lot of fun, but um, I hope they do this more because it's a cool experience, and why not? It's a Friday night. It's not like you're doing this on Tuesday.
1: You know, and and they've made improvements to the stadium the last few years, and it's a lot nicer than it had been a couple years ago. kind of the, the grass had gotten kind of bad. They had the right. snow fence up. Um, and they, they made changes to make it a lot they better. They got
2: rid of that lip on the infield. Yes. That was just the worst. You'd hit a ground <laughs> ball and it would end and up sky being a pop rocket, yeah. Yeah, the, the right fielder would have to camp underneath a two-hopper. <laughs>
1: uh, 16-12, PH1 game two. Uh, we're, just, we're giving her the nickname, the triple, right here on the spot. Bryn Mullins... Had three hits, including two more triples.
2: I think that's four on the year now for her in five games. Yeah, and, and she also had a
1: double in this one. What she fell down going around second, apparently. Uh, so she was
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: drove in a run. Three doubles for Cami Trinia. The extra base hits here. Three RBIs. A double for Izzy Trombley among her two hits. Two hits. Two RBIs for Erica Huddy. Uh, Kalen uh, Struthers had uh, two hits, drove in three runs. Avery Tanton hit a double among two hits and drove in a couple of uh, runs. Uh, big games for Yale's Marissa Honicky, who had uh, three hits, including a triple, knocked in two. Madison Hiller had two hits with a double and a triple
2: and three RBIs. P.H. is suddenly triples Alley. Uh, I mean, it is a little bigger field. Like, you'd say it's, what, 215 to 225 All the way around, like the shortest parts, probably the deepest part of most fields. Yeah. So it's a little bit more room. So it's not completely surprising, but it shouldn't yield this many (laughs) triples or this many extra base hits. Yeah, it takes a little extra pop, but it's not ridiculous. It's not like it used to be when it, it was still set up for fast pitch and it was like 260 to center field. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, 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 again, when the high school would play before and they had the old fences, they'd have to bring out the snow fence right. Um, I'm not sure what distance they were using, but the permanent fences I like. Um, and and again, they've just done some nice things. and it's good to see pH get a couple of wins there. I saw St. Clair Marine City on uh, Friday. Marine City has lost another player. They're down to 10 on their roster. Which is going to be an issue, Brady.
2: Yes. I mean, there's just not a lot of depth, but everyone's going to get their reps. Yeah, everybody's going to play and get to play a lot.
1: Um, and they still have some talent. And they had St. Clair kind of back on their heels for the first part of this game. Going into the top of the fifth, it was 3 nothing, Marine City. Blanchard led off the game with a uh, a double. Went to third on a bad throw back into the infield. So she's at third with nobody out. Ended up scoring on a passed ball to give Marine City a quick one nothing lead. They added two runs in the third, and again, Blanchard at the plate. It's a ground ball to short that gets booted. and Then they throw the ball around the infield. She ends up at second base. Dietland singles her over to third, and Maya Simons brings in the run with a simple ground ball out. So, nothing flashy. Later in the inning, they scored Dietland on a sacrifice fly by Megan Smith. And it's 3 nothing Marine City. They're kind of playing small ball. They're doing what they need to do. Which with, they usually do. Yeah, with, with the opportunities that they were given. And St. Clair really wasn't doing anything against Megan Smith. And she'd already thrown one no-hitter this year. First inning. Fly ball. She gives up two singles, but then Claire Borg hits a ground ball right to the third baseman, right on the bag. She fields the ball and already has an out because she's standing on the base mm-hmm. and then guns across and gets an inning inning double play. Then in the second inning, Smith gets a strikeout, ground out, strikeout. Then in the third, she gets two strikeouts and a ground out. In the fourth, um, she gives up a fly ball. There's a single, an error, a strikeout, a walk to load the bases. But then she got a strikeout to get out of the jam, gets a ground ball back to the mound to start the fifth, and then the wheels just fell off the cart. And it's kind of hard to explain because a hit by pitch to the number nine hitter, then an error, which errors never help, and Marine City made six of them by my count. That's that's a tough day. Uh, a hit by pitch to Maddie Cole loaded the bases. And St. Clair finally got a big hit. Hadley Schwartz singled in two runs. Then Claire Borg walked to reload the bases. And Aaron Soros hit one up the gap for a three-run double. And all of a sudden, it's 5-3. to three. And they're bringing Jocelyn Dietlin in to pitch. She gets a strikeout, but then Schweighoffer singles in a run. Uh, Zimmer gets a hit. And then Malcolm finally struck out to end that inning. And then Marine City is up 6-3. to three or excuse me, St. Clair's up 6-3. to three. Marine City came right back. Hobbs got an RBI single uh, in the bottom of the inning to make it 6-4, to four. and you're like, okay, the Mariners are going to be scrappy in this one. But St. Clair kind of said, no, not today. Schwartz doubled in a run in the uh, sixth, and then Claire Borg hit a clothesline over the left field fence for a two-run home run, 9-4 ball game. Because at that point, you, you knew that... Uh, that they weren't going to blow a five-run lead, right. just the, the way it was going. Um, Audrey Schindler, like, if you look at her pitching line, she gave up nine hits. But she threw strikes. She had seven strikeouts. She only walked two, and only two of the four runs she gave up were earned. I thought she pitched a pretty good ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she's not their number one, but that's a pretty good number two.
2: Yeah, and, again, Clair just continues to mash – That's now, what, 13, 12, 9, and 8 are their run outputs in their first four games. Yeah,
1: Schwartz was 4-for-4 in this one with a double and three RBIs. Borg knocked in two runs with the home run. Saros only had the one hit, but knocked in three runs. Um, St. Clair had nine hits, but they made the most of their nine hits. They came when they finally got the runners on. They got their big hitters, got big hits for them.
2: And I want to see what St. Clair does. I want to see them play one of those elite, elite pitchers we've seen just because ah, I wish that Algonac game had happened. See, because I know they can hit, but can they hit, can they keep up this pace? Can they be a team that scores six and a half, seven runs a game throughout an entire season? Or is Water going to find its level? And I'd like to see what they do against that elite pitching Uh, the next game they play against Marysville. That should tell us a lot.
1: Yeah, that could be a high-scoring game because <laughs> both those teams can hit. Like, again, I look up and down this lineup, and there really aren't easy outs anywhere. Like, you, you can't really pitch around somebody to get to somebody else because everybody can, can kind of sting you. Um, and, you know, I thought, maybe well, they, they lose Avery Paul. That's a big bat out of your lineup. But they just – other people have, have fallen into place – and they just hit. Right. You know, it, yes, it took them a little while to figure out Smith. But once they figured her out, they did some heavy
2: damage. So they have Marysville at home at Dakota on Wednesday. That's a big week. If, they, if they're putting up seven, eight runs a game in those games, yeah. I think you can christen the offense as legit.
1: Yeah. The Dakota, I think, is the one that will give you a better
2: idea. The Marysville game might be already. a high score. One yeah, that I mean, one might um, be a race to like twelve.
1: Yeah, the 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 certainly certainly you might need uh, eight, nine, ten runs in that game to win. Because both those
2: teams have been hitting they, they early. Um, Armada got a win on Friday over Utica. 6-3 to three. Brooklyn Pratt. Two hits, a double in RBI. Taylor Capozo had three hits, including a double. Drove in a run. Went seven innings on the bump. Three earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. Natalie Sauer, two hits and a double. Jenna Maday had two hits in RBI. A stolen baits. And Kendall Schlotka had two doubles and an RBI. And Armada... The nice bounce back after a tough start of the week.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, again, they were facing some just seriously tough pitching when they went up against Algonac. Not going to score a ton of runs against Kenneth Bomarito this season, and and we'll get to that more because they played on Saturday and she had some ridiculous totals. Um, But this is a nice win for Armada. Again, when we talk about these middle-of-the-BWAC teams in softball, we're talking about teams that are good, that won't have great records because of who they have to play all year long.
2: Right. Especially in league.
1: Yeah. Like you 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 will you'll go, "Oh, well Armada is only 6 and 14." Well, yeah, but they're 0 8
2: against Algonac, yeah. Richmond, Almont and North Branch. And the, so well, cut them some slack. You, they're a lot better than for reference, Utica's <laughs> in the white with Saint Clair and Marysville. They were two and zero going into this game. I don't know who exactly they played, but they're still a team that Marysville and Saint Clair are going to compete with in the MAC White, the second highest league in the MAC. It's not like they went and played someone from the Silver that. Yeah. You just no, go that... all right. Yeah, they should win that game.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a nice uh, win. Uh two nice wins for Yale baseball on Friday. Uh, they had a uh, six-inning doubleheader with uh, Northern. Beat them 8-5 to five in the opening game and 4-1 to one in the second uh, game. Taylor Falls had a hit and knocked in uh, two for the Huskies in game one. Nick Schrader hit a home run for Northern uh, and uh, in game two Yale was led by uh, Layden Morgan's double that drove in two and Aiden uh, Coralden went five. Gave up just the one run. Walked uh, two and struck out 10, so that's a pretty good uh, game. Dylan Boink had two hits in that one for the uh, Huskies. They didn't get much offense in that second game.
2: No, that first game, Yale took advantage of three Northern errors, and again, really, no one had more than a single hit for Yale, and Northern apparently has some pop in their lineup. It's just tightening it up because, I don't know, You, you, we. there are names that we've said a lot in years past and that we know are talented. It just seems like they're struggling to... I don't know, gel early on. That's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I have a bad sample with the St. Clair game because right. they obviously were not with it
2: that game, and, and I know that that's not the way they play. And these were two more competitive games. And I think it's kind of funny that these two teams played each other. They both have, uh, I guess, early critical series coming up. Uh, in the second week of BWAC play, Yale takes on CrossLex. CrosLex took it on the chin last week when they lost two to uh, North, Branch. Uh, this is a North Branch and then lost to Marysville. They need these wins desperately. Yale split with Almont. They need to figure out exactly what they are, and this is uh, another interesting series to see what happens in the BWAC, yeah. especially who comes out of that middle. And for Northern, they've struggled early on, and they take on a local rival in Marysville in a three-game set. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that's going to yield. You know, and Mary still comes off a nice confidence
1: builder, too. Yeah,
2: they, they've they won a couple games. They're making some plays. Northern, if they want to get on track, well, they're, they're out of time. They have to have it figured out by the time first pitch happens, hopefully later today, probably tomorrow, depending on what the weather's doing outside. We can't really tell in our little box right now. Yeah
1: but uh, we, we know that uh, it's not a nice day out. Uh, all right, uh, I like what St. Clair is uh, doing. I know they, they lose to Edison 8 to nothing, but I like that they're sprinkling these games in um, against these really high-quality opponents because you want to judge yourself and, and see where you're at and where you need to be.
2: Yeah, when I asked Coach Black about this one, he said if it wasn't played at, uh, at the corner where it had Tiger Stadium dimensions, he said there probably would have been five or six home runs. Just says Edison is as legit of a team as he's seen. They do all the little things well, and then they have the pure talent to back it up. Again, they have another draft prospect. I don't know if just they're attracting every good ball player in Detroit knowing, hey, if you're a baseball guy, you go to Edison or or what, because I really don't even know how many PSL teams have programs or teams in the city.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Not as many as used to.
2: No. Well, because there's just – I don't even know how many schools have ball fields. Yeah. Like, like you, you drive around and you have to fit in football fields. Like, Cass Tech's basically fit in on a 100-yard area. <laughs> um, but apparently, if the, if you're a good ball player in Detroit, you're going to Detroit Edison. Yeah. Because they have some legit dudes. Um, Carter
1: Peterson did have two hits for St. Clair.
2: I think they're only hits. Yeah, they're only two hits. So, I'm not too worried about them losing to Edison – Edison is going to be the roadblock, if there is one, for Algonac in all likelihood, in their route to a state finals or a Final Four to get farther than they were. And, yeah, they're a pretty good ball team. Yeah. Uh, Two more wins for North Branch, Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I know Clio, probably not the best program, but a 10 nothing win for North Branch over Clio in game one. Aiden Swash, a double, two RBIs. Matt Duty a double, two RBIs. Keegan Scherlinger, a hit, two RBIs. Brady Mitchell went five innings, didn't give up a run, no walks, five Ks. He's talk about, and yeah, they're playing MLA City this week. So I think for North Branch, we're going to take the hype, going to put it on layaway and say, talk to us next Monday. Just take care of business this week, and then when you come back and play Richmond, uh, we'll gear up for this big series. Yeah. Uh, they won the second game 9-4. Swash had two more
1: hits. Keegan uh, Scherlinger with two more RBIs. Jaden Hutchinson had two RBIs, and Owen Yens with two hits and three RBIs. And Emily City dropped a, a doubleheader. Bad Axe got them 12-6. to Aiden Guerrero did have a hit and two RBIs in that uh, first game. Bad Axe won the second game. 11 to nothing over the Spartans
2: well and the thing with North Branch that I like is when we read off the the line scores it feels like it's any of six players six seven guys that have a pair of RBIs that have hits that are doing something so it's up and down the lineup and they have good pitching behind them as well
1: yeah they they spread the wealth offensively they seem to catch the ball we don't read that they give up a lot of unearned runs or errors or things like that. Well, they're like not that. giving up many runs yeah, regardless. because their
2: pitchers don't seem to let a whole lot of guys on base. No, and for North Branch, I guess the best way to put it is, without playing the, the elite and the BWAC, you've kind of hit the hype ceiling, and where it's a, now it's just a wait and see. Just make sure you take care of business, and now – You've earned the right that when you play Richmond and when you play Algonac, that that's going to be considered a big series. And if there right now, if there is a third team besides Richmond and Algonac competing for that title, it, it's North Branch with a bullet. And I know it's early to say it, but what's it a ten and zero start for them? Yeah, Eight, I think I think it's up to ten and zero. 10 and 0. Uh, I can double check. Yeah, ten and zero for the Broncos this week. They have Emley City twice. Oh, and you'll like this when they play uh, Caro. Twice at the end of the week. Uh,
1: As long as they beat Caro twice, they're my favorite team. And you want them to beat them in about (laughs) two and a half innings, don't you? Yes, uh, if, if either of those games goes beyond three, I'll be a little disappointed, but I'll still like you if you win. All right, Uh, that was all for Friday, I believe. That that was everything for Friday. Saturday was pretty busy, uh, too, so we'll come back and we'll go through that uh, in uh, just a moment. Uh, Both uh, Armada and uh, Algonac were uh, busy in softball on Saturday. They each played three.
0: On Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right. So on Saturday, we had a couple of teams that were busy at uh, tournaments. Armada's Day started out on a high note, and then they they kind of winded uh, down. But uh, they opened uh, action with a 17-2 to win over center line. Now, after playing Algonac early in the week and uh, and only getting two hits in a doubleheader uh, and 18 strikeouts in the first game of the uh, doubleheader, it must have felt pretty good to put some bats on the ball and, and knock it around. Jenna Madej had a couple of hits, drove in a couple of runs. Brooklyn Pratt had a double, drove in a couple of runs. Taylor Capozo with two hits, including a double and three RBIs. Olivia Hebb had uh, two hits, a double, a home run, two RBIs. Marty Obrey had uh, two hits, and Leah Nock had two hits and knocked in two runs for the Tigers. So... You kind of get that out of your system, and, and it feels pretty good. They were very competitive in the second game. They lost to Davison, but it was 7-5. to five. Hebb with uh, two more hits, a triple and uh, an RBI. Brooklyn Pratt with two more hits, a double and two RBIs. And uh, uh, Amanda Laban had two hits, drove in a run, and Aubrey with two more hits, uh, and then by the end of the day you get that third game and it was warm on Saturday too. Well,
2: and they played Utica Ford. Yeah,
1: and Utica Ford's pretty good. Uh they ended up losing like that Ford's one 10 red. to nothing. So.
2: So, but Dennis, I know you're concerned coming out of the first game. Again, it was against Algonac, but you're just thinking, yeah, I don't know if Armada's is going to have the hitting. And against not Algonac, they hit the ball pretty well on over the weekend.
1: Yeah, the the again, that's what you got to do to center line. Right. So I'm glad that they did it. And, you know, against Davison, I don't know what kind of a team Davison is, but that's a very competitive score. You score five runs. Right. A lot of days, that can be enough for
2: you. Davison usually at least has respectable athletics and everything. Yeah. They're never, like, bad, at it, and they're a bigger schools, So yeah. I'm sure they can scrounge you up twelve girls that can play softball. Yeah,
1: and and Ford is is solid. Algonac also had uh, three games. Uh, yeah, we had to weird.
2: we had to go around and figure out just exactly who they were because <laughs> they were in Lake Orion. And it seemed like Lake Orion had like eight teams there.
1: Yeah, it looked for, like it was a big tournament.
2: Like they just had I, I know Alpino was there, St. Mary's was there, uh, Stevenson Stevenson. And while the three teams Algonac played, they beat Gross Point North two to one. And again, Gross Point North Mac Red team, just saying, we say they're competitive with just about anyone in the state. They beat the Norsemen 2 to 1. Uh, it was actually 0 0 going into the seventh. Then Algonac gave up a run in the top half of the seventh, and you're thinking, uh oh. Uh, two runs in the bottom of the seventh. Walk it off for the 2 1 win. Ella Stevenson had a double in an RBI and Kenna Bomerito. Seven innings, three hits. The run was not earned. A walk, 14 more strikeouts. That's like 43 in
1: three games that I know about.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's legit. Like, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. They followed it up. They played Lapierre and they got a 14 4 win. Yeah. Sorry, Lapierre. You know where you know who Algonac is now.
1: Yeah, uh, a double, two RBIs for Bomarito, um, who's only hitting extra base hits this year. Uh, Ellis Stevenson, three hits, a double, three RBIs. Uh, Michael Kennel with two RBIs, and Tori Boyd had two hits and an RBI. At the end of the day, Lake Orion did beat Algonac six to one. But I believe, what was it, five unearned runs in this one?
2: All six runs were unearned. Three Algonac errors. Kenna Bomarito pitched again. She went the six innings, seven hits. No earned, only walked once and five strikeouts. But three errors kept innings alive. Um, And it was the bottom of the fourth where they scored four. So the score's a little deceiving. Again, Lake Orion. A pretty good program,
1: yeah. and three more hits for Kenna, including another double, and she drove in the only Algonac run
2: in that game. Yeah, so she had a, she had a pretty pretty good weekend. Why didn't you ask
1: had... me her her uh, her batting average and opponents' batting averages combined
2: was well, a that, thousand? I said about casting? Josh Casper. It but yeah, might both, be for both of them, <laughs> both pitchers, and it just seems like they are doing ridiculous things right now at Algonac. It's I don't know if we've ever seen a tandem like that in baseball and softball combined. Where at any point you're going, oh, they gave up four hits. What the heck? Yeah, like what the- like she gave up seven hits, and you're going, oh my god, they did they make her walk home? Yeah, was she <laughs> how tired was she after the the first game pitching? And that's against Lake or- Lake Orion. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Algonac they they drop a game, but they're playing elite competition uh, this week. They take on. Richmond in softball, yeah, so one of the four again, baseball it's it probably a three team conversation right now until until or unless someone earns their way in there for softball, it's the same four as last year
1: and, and it's and it's gonna be fun and and part of me wishes this series is a little deeper in the season, but part of me is also like, okay, let's play it right now and and see where these two teams stand. At, at this stage, um, and see who ends up having to be the one that's chasing.
2: Right. Because, because me- that makes it more interesting, too. Yes, it does. It, yeah, because Richmond, through all the chaos last year, ended up on top by a game over Algonac. Um, this is this is a really big series. We're basically going to be Richmond and Algonac through the first three, maybe four days of the week, depending on the weather. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, let's switch over to baseball. PH played two with Oxford. A lot of hitting for the Big Reds, but uh, they lose uh, game one 12-11 despite, get this, three hits, a triple, a home run, and six RBIs from Gavin Troy. And uh, Peyton Mullins had a double among his three hits, so they were swinging the sticks for the Big Reds.
2: They were. The only problem was that was, I believe, 13 of the 15 total bases uh, Port Huron had. The rest of their lineup only had two other hits. I believe they walked 10 or 11 times in this game. Wow. So, again, with PH, we know they can hit. We know they have position players. It's finding the pitching, and especially on a weekend when you're right before a conference play starts, you're not going to be throwing necessarily your your best. So, got to keep it down. And in game two, Another respectable score, but they fall 7-5. to five. Amari Holler had a double in two RBIs. Peyton Mullins, two more hits. Joey Seppo a hit in an RBI in a 7-5 to five loss to Oxford.
1: But, again, when you think about the way it, it, it's been the last little bit, a one-run loss and a two-run loss tells me that it's getting closer, that they have a chance, that it's not you know the, the situation where you're in the third inning and you're already out of it and you're wondering, can you make it? Right. Fifth.
2: Well, technically, they're 0-4-1 right now because the game against Yale got called due to darkness when yeah. it was 6-6. And you feel all right about them? Yeah. Like you're, 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 they be, play f- because, again, the scores say they can win these games. Right. They play Frazier this week. And Frazier, to start the season in baseball, hold on, give me a second to pull it up. But I wouldn't be surprised if they... Win the series? Like, would it shock me? No. I mean, Frazier's three and two to start the year. I don't think anyone in the blue is unbeatable. It seems like a lot of good, but no one's really great. Like the one year where it was Utica and Marysville, and I think there was like eight earned runs given up between the two of them in league play. And and we need to
1: get on the Gavin Troy bandwagon here because if he played for Algonac or Richmond or one of the teams that's having a lot of success we'd be talking about him a lot the you know Gavin Troy is ripping the cover off the ball to start well, yeah the season.
2: we thought he was going to be a big part we knew it was a, a loss last year but we didn't know how big but he's just yeah he's mashing two home runs and I believe this was in Oxford so they weren't playing in the the cavern that is port here on Highs baseball field but even then, Two home runs is a lot for a season in baseball. Like, unless you're an elite, elite talent, you don't see guys that hit five, six, seven home runs in a high school baseball season. And Gavin has, what, two in two weeks, essentially? Yeah. In five games. Yeah,
1: and a six-RBI game uh, against uh, Oxford, again. I think that's fairly credible.
2: I-, I would agree. So, I again, I they're 0-4-1. So, I can't get too excited. But from where PH was last year... I think they have a chance to maybe just not win the league but be an annoyance in the league.
1: Oh, I just want to see improvement. I just want to see that program get back on track. Um, all right, Algonac, uh takes two from Hazel Park. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, this was expected. Uh, they win game one 11-1, uh, three hits, two RBIs for Ty Schultz. Josh Kasner had four hits, a double, and three RBIs. Brandon Williams with three hits and two RBIs, so kind of the usual suspects there uh, offensively. Uh, They won game two, 15 to nothing. Schultz with two more hits, three more RBIs. Andrew Thomason, who's a nice left-handed bat in their lineup, two hits, a double. He knocked in um, four runs, and we don't even need to talk about their pitching because their pitching is just stupid good.
2: Yeah, and you're getting guys work at this point. You know, Coach Taylor's going to, fill up the schedule as much as he can just find anyone available and yeah well hazel park thanks for coming that that i was i was surprised they scored the one run (laughs) you know
1: what i wasn't gonna say it but yeah
2: i was kind of like
1: what you didn't get two shutouts there (laughs) Uh, but but again they're just High school, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Hazel Park isn't someone that (laughs)
2: isn't isn't a team I'd expect to do much against Algonac. But again, next segment we'll talk Algonac and Richmond this week. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, Yale got a nice win where they were able to cruise twenty to nothing over New Haven. New Haven's not that great, but still twenty to nothing. I think it was like. 14 to nothing after one inning. I'll I'll double check, but read off the stats because you know there's going to be a load of them. Quite a a few
1: in the uh, cha-cha line. Uh, Cole McLaughlin with a hit and two RBIs. Aiden Coralden had a hit and drove in three. Layden Morgan, two hits, a double, two RBIs. Chris Haywood had two hits and three RBIs. Cole Pelcher had two hits, a double, and three RBIs to help pace that uh, Bulldogs' attack.
2: Yeah, it was eleven to nothing after the first inning, and New Haven only made one error. Wow! So that is so Yale was hitting the yeah, ball thirteen total hits, only four walks for Yale, and well, that's got to feel good. Yes, that's got to feel good. They got it over in two and a half innings, and they got to move on with their Saturday.
1: Yeah, Almont uh, got swept. A Country Day beat them six to nothing and fourteen to nothing. Uh, and Richmond falls to Chippewa Valley 9-6, to six, despite getting two doubles from Trey Taylor, who dropped, knocked in a run. Bryce Wesley knocked in a couple, and Grant Van Slambrook had a double and drove in uh, two. But again, Richmond playing one of the heavyweights well, from the MAC Red. A yeah,
2: MAC Red team that has been up and down a bit, and that was uh, – Chippewa Valley's first win of the year. And Richmond made some errors in this one. They ended up on the day committing uh they committed five errors. That's gonna be tough for, for the Blue Devils to overcome. That's not very Richmond like. And I don't think Coach Evans was probably too happy with that.
1: No, I'm 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 probably pretty sure that he's uh, going to want uh, a better effort, especially with what's coming up right um, this week. You you kind of want to be playing your better ball when, when
2: you know you're going to have to. Right, because, again, just because it's in early, mid-April and just because you might be playing in 30-degree weather where it's a little wet could decide whether you put another year on that banner or not. Yep. All
1: right, so that gets us through Saturday. There are a couple of games Sunday to to wrap up the the scores, and then we'll get more into uh, what's coming up this week
2: because, as Brady's already hinted to, there's some big series. Marysville.
1: 72185 for over 100 years.
0: Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: That's our cue to start talking again.
2: All right. Uh, apparently, we missed a couple of yes, scores. Yes, we did. There's a lot of scores we had to go through. But Marine City started league play, actually, because remember, the gold's a little bigger than the other leagues. So they had to get started earlier. They only played two game series. And they went down and took on Sterling Heights. And yeah, they made quick work of of the Stallions. Two 16 nothing victories.
1: Uh, Danny Vandeviver, where they hit in two RBIs in game one. Zach Tetler doubled, drove in two, and Cooper Letson drove in two more. And then in game two, Van Viver had a hit, two RBIs, two more doubles and an RBI for Tetler, and Griffin Schulte had at least four RBIs.
2: Yes, he had two hits two and hits, four RBIs, RBIs in, in the second game. Um, In game one, Danny Vanderveyver threw the shutout in four innings. In the second game, Paul Muscat threw a one-hit shutout through just three innings of work. Um, Just a note, in case anyone's wondering out there, you have to throw five innings for the state to recognize any no-hitter. Yeah. Because technically, Yale threw a no-hitter against New Haven, but it was two and a half innings, so it doesn't count. It doesn't count.
1: Uh, And uh, Richmond softball uh, beat Romeo twice. 3-2 in the opener. Piper Clark had two hits, drove in a run. Home run for Liz Shoeboy, so that's two. she sit this year, and I was like, well, who's going to replace Creon's bat? And it might be Liz Shoeboy this year. Katie Shoeboy, seven innings pitched, gave up two runs on four hits, walked two, and struck out 13. Ho-hum.
2: All right. What
1: and do you then want? they won game two, six, nothing, with Piper Clark uh, throwing the, uh, the shutout there.
2: And again, Romeo, Mac red team. <laughs> I'll keep saying it, the top of the B-Wack. The top four are better than any other league's top four because what we saw them we saw the top of our league play, uh, Dakota, BWAC, or no they didn't they have no one's played Dakota yet this year correct? Uh
1: yeah somebody played D- Dakota that and lost year? three to one Marysville
2: no it was Anchor Bay oh
1: Anchor Bay but still all right Mar- I think somebody has played Dakota I
2: know Dakota's on a bunch of schedules they beat I think Romeo. Richmond played Dakota Uh yes you're right they did they lost three to one. I think yeah it might have been three to one so they both did um and Algonac beats Gross Point North yeah I whoever ends up on top of the red I'll throw Almont North Branch Richmond and uh, Algonac at them and I'll take my chances but coming up this week Dennis we know we know what the big series are in the BWAC in both baseball and softball it's Algonac Richmond That's yeah. that's the headliner
1: um and I'm really in. I'm obviously really intrigued. Richmond will be the site of the softball this year. They they played early in the season last year at Algonac, and they split the two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and in uh, in game one, I I believe R- Richmond came out and Shoeboy outdueled Bommerito in game one, and then in game two, um, Algonac was uh, able to. Kind of outscore Richmond in a higher scoring game, if my memory serves yeah, me. Yeah, first
2: game was 4 3 Richmond last year, then it was 5. No, oh, excuse me. Algonac won 4 3 the first game, and it was 5 9 Richmond. That's what it was. And Vossler had a
1: late home run in that 4 3 game.
2: Uh, and the other ones this week, because again, the baseball and softball matchups are the same, you'll have Emily City North Branch. Softball could be a little interesting, but I think it's going to be a good week for both sides for the Broncos. You'll have Yale cross Lex, which intrigues me. Baseball, I think is going to be a big one softball as well. Cause both sides need a little confidence after being swept early, but this could be if, if Yale takes both from cross Lex, then Yale at least stays on the outer banks of that conversation being 3-1 and one early, and it keeps them alive, and it means they have at least a chance when they take on some of the higher teams in the BWAC. And
1: for Cross-Lex, I mean, you got to start winning here. Otherwise, you're going to have to sweep one of the big dogs. Right.
2: They know that they're a young team, and they want to prepare for the uh, end of the season. But, yeah, you'd like to see that, just see what the improvement is, and hey, if Drew Hosterman, we know he can throw well. I want to see what they do in Game Two because both Game Twos kind of got away from both Yale and and uh, Croslex. Remember that was the Yale game that they really should have won. That Almont escaped with eleven to nine in a crazy one, yeah. and then Croslex after playing a really tight game with North Branch got the doors blown off in Game Two. Um, there'll be a Cardinal
1: Mooney sighting this week. Won't those
2: kids be angry
1: if it rains ha. and they don't play the doubleheader with Lutheran North?
2: Right. Uh, by the way, the last uh, BWAC series, Armada-Almont will take on each other. and
1: That could be interesting. Baseball,
2: I think, will be interesting. And I think for softball, yeah, Armada's going to have to hope they can carry over the sticks from the weekend because well, Elmont's going to rake.
1: And Armada baseball needs to find out a way to, to score some runs. Again, I think
2: they're a decent team. Yeah, but if they wake up the bats... The pitching and defense hasn't been the issue for Armada. I th- there's something there with the Tigers. It's how quickly can they figure it out? Yeah.
1: All right. Uh Northern Marysville, we kind of hinted to this too that this is kind of an interesting series. Marysville feeling better about themselves and Northern still trying to figure it out here in the early going. It's a small sample size, but uh by the end of this week one of these teams could be feeling really good about themselves, and the other team could be at gut check time already, just five six games into the season.
2: Right, Northern's one and three to start the season. Marysville's two and two. Well, remember Marysville won what three games in the regular season last year. Yep. So they're feeling better. On um, the one thing I'm going to be very interested about is. How do they structure their rotation for a league play? Who <coughs> excuse me, who gets the Monday start? Who gets the Tuesday and the Thursday? How do they try to game that? Um, we know what Trenton Vagie is for Marysville. I think Tommy Haditz is going to be a guy that Marysville relies on. But you know it's that secondary pitching that you have to have to lead you to a league title. And, and for Northern, you know they're going to have Bloink. You know they're going to have some other guys that that can pitch for them. But again... What order do they use them in? And can Northern get a bounce back after, you know, struggling after their opening no hitter where they just crushed Mott? Yeah.
1: Um, We'll each get to see games in this series. At least I hope.
2: Yes, if the schedule stays. But again, the weather forecast is um, what was the term I used in the open to describe it? Poopy. Yes, it's very poopy. It's a very technical term. Uh, but uh, a real
1: a real busy week that, uh, again, I, I think we'll get games in, but we just might have to push some stuff around and play some doubleheaders later in the week. But today we're hoping it's Northern at Marysville and Algonac at Richmond. Tomorrow, that Algonac-Richmond softball doubleheader and game two of the Marysville-Northern uh, series. And then on Wednesday... Richmond-Algonac baseball, Uh, and then as we get uh, deeper into the week, we've got Northern Armada softball uh, series uh, scheduled. That Northern Marysville baseball series will wrap up, Uh, and looking ahead all the way to Friday, uh, I want to see Cross-Lex Marine City play. I think that could be a high-scoring softball (laughs) doubleheader, Uh, and P.H. has got Roseville on the uh, schedule this week in softball, and again, we talked about uh Izzy Tremblay and uh, Bryn Mullins. Bryn Mullins, if she doesn't hit a triple in that game, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Bryn. Has to ha- Saturday, we've kind of left open. Yeah, there are some possibilities. There,
2: there's some stuff potentially going on. Saturdays are always up in the air, it yeah. feels like. But we might be somewhere Saturday. Uh, but, yeah, we're in the full swing of league play. I always say spring sports is a sprint. It's the opposite of... The winter where you can have a lot of time to ease in. You have like a month and a half to figure everything out. No, we had two weeks, one actual really nice week. So we got more than we needed to. BWAC's already in their second week of league play. And all the MAC teams are starting to play their league opponents as well. We're in the thick of it already. Yeah, you you basically
1: have two months with the bad weather Mm -hmm. in the first month. uh, And then it's playoffs. Right. So it's either... Get her going or it might be not a very good year for you.
2: Right. When we talk about figuring it out, we've got about two to three weeks to figure it out. Otherwise you're kind of punting until the postseason. Yeah. So uh or- Early
1: on, um, already some big uh, league uh, matchups, and I was just kind of glancing
2: ahead. It's Marysville and PH the following week in baseball. Yeah, Marysville gets their local teams out of the way early, so yeah. we'll be doing a lot of Viking baseball the next two weeks. Yeah, uh,
1: and uh, so it, it'll be interesting. Uh, again, I, I think, uh, again, in the BWAC, when you get the big dogs together, don't get swept. Right. That that's your your goal there is actually I think your goal there is win game 1 right. and try to to sweep. Um and and see what you can do there. Uh and again I I think it's a, a big Northern baseball is the one that I've got circled the the Huskies have to do something this week or they might be in a little early trouble. Yes. So, that's where I'm at. Is that where you're at?
2: I think that's about where I'm at. Again, I just want Algonac and Richmond to be played in the best weather possible (laughs) because last year it was played in weather like this, and I don't know. I just feel a little cheated because they're two really good teams, Yes, and I want to see them play in good weather and get as true of an outcome as we can.
1: All right. Well, we'll keep our fingers uh, crossed. I'm a little skeptical about Today, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll let crossed. you
2: know, I'm sure, by the time you listen to this, you know if we're on the air or not.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, and then we'll talk to you again on Wednesday, hopefully uh, with a lot of interesting stuff to talk about from the first two days of the week.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.